Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Down to the Core. We are your host. I am Jim. And I'm Julie. And we are the founders of Sita Hope Soul Coaching. And each week we will bring you three episodes where you will get to hear her perspective, his perspective, and, and our perspective. perspective. Today, Today you'll get, get both, both of us. us. So, so let's, let's get, get started. Good morning, Soul Family. Good morning, Soul Family. We hope you all are doing well. We are awesome and amazing today. <laughs> this is take two. Take two because of our sound issues. So we're hoping that we did a little sound check. So we're hoping that this is going to work this time. Yeah. And my guess is it'll be a better message. I'm guessing. I just said that, you know, there's a reason why we have to redo it. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, we are uh, still in our series of unveiling the truth, the truth about religion, about religion, unveiling the truth about religion, and that is a deep dive <laughs> subject that you probably talk about forever. Um, but today we want to talk specifically, um, I guess maybe about the the truths of the Bible, I was asked a question a while back about, you know, how it came to be and, you know, is it real? Isn't it real? Is it true? You know, how do you know? You know, all those kind of things. And so I had a really good, great conversation. Um, so today we're going to, we're going to take a dive down that a little bit. And, you know, so for me, it's always going to come back to, you know, what are your beliefs? And, you know, what are your experiences, you know, do your experiences match up with your belief system um, or, or don't they? So, uh, so we're going to start this whole podcast off this morning and I'm going to ask my beautiful wife that question. Uh, when it comes to the Bible specifically, would you say that your experiences match your beliefs? They do now. Yes. <laughs> However, <clears throat> um, a good majority of my life, um, and, and, you know, my experiences matched my belief system now and what I, I guess, believe or whatever, but even back then, but with that also, um, I was taught <clears throat> that my experiences don't really matter. Exactly. Um, what matters is the truth of the Bible and what God says. And that's all that matters. And that's easy said or done, right? Set, easier said than done because <clears throat> my experiences back then did not match because they just didn't match. And so um, I, my experiences were not great experiences. And, um, the Bible teaches that God is love and, you know, God is all these things, but if God is love, then why were my experiences so full of hate and, you know, disgust and, you know, all those things. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, I lived, um, at, as an adult after getting clean and sober, even in my recovery, I lived solely 
in that past life because I was still so angry and did not understand how, you know, I'm being told that I have to, you know, have a higher power. I chose it to be God um, and, and Trinity, God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But it still didn't match because I was still so angry and full of yuck and hate from my experiences. And um, I hated myself. You know, because of those experiences, because I did not have an understanding that God and I are one. Right. And it wasn't until, you know, just a few years ago that I really started to understand that. I mean, I had experiences when, you know, I was doing all my recovery stuff where I definitely felt God, I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no question about it, right? right like right. I knew, however, those quickly faded and I, my experience today is that that doesn't have to fade and that we actually can live in oneness with Christ every single moment and second of the day, um, if we choose to. Yeah. And do do we get caught up as you know the humans you can call it in the 3d world you can say you can you can put any wordage on it that fits for you but do we get caught up in that life absolutely of course we do you know um especially when you know it has to do with um fear Fear is that number one thing that keeps us stuck. It does. You know, and it can be fear of anything. Fear of death. Fear of, uh, you know, uh, what somebody's going to say about you. Fear of whether or not your family loves you enough. Fear of, you know, all of these different... Failure. Failures, whatever. If you live out of the fear, then that is going to keep you separated from God. Yeah. For me... Being raised, being taught and raised and preached at about if you don't do certain things, you're going to hell. Because God, this all-loving God, is going to punish you for eternity because you sinned um, and or you made mistakes in your life. So I lived my life out of fear of always... I got to do the right thing, got to do it. But it was so stressful forcing myself to do those things. Yeah. It When it's a natural state of being for us to do because we are one with God. Amen. And that's what I've learned. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, for me, I think that um, it's funny because it took a supernatural experience to get me to read the Bible. After I read the Bible, I experienced the love of God. When I went to church, they taught me about the separation between mankind and God. And the only way to God was through surrender, submission to Christ. And then if I did certain things and continue to do certain things in a specific way, you know, I could grow in my relationship with God. However, everything had to be done 
in a certain manner. I mean, it was, it's the religious aspect of, of church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, those things that I was told that I had to do, I'd never encountered Christ in some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I never experienced the love of God in some of those things. It wasn't until, well, really until I got into recovery um, and kind of getting into the the dark night of the soul. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, I totally relate with that. Um, it's just, you know, our shadow self. It's all the crap that we've been hiding our entire lives, bringing that stuff out into the light. Um, that's where... I started to truly experience um, the love of God because through that experience, I had to learn how to learn love myself. Yes. And through the love of myself or loving myself, then I was able to start um, to love others and accept God's love. And, um, and then it was even more than that before I really, and I, I think that, you know, when, I was naive enough that when I read the Bible and when Jesus tells us that he's going to give us his spirit and that we're going to do the things that he had done and even greater things than he had done. I just believed that. Yeah. I believed it. And when I read the Bible and I was searching it and praying and fasting about what my call was going to be. And God says, you're going to cast out demons. You're going to, heal people, you know, you're going to do all these things. My initial reaction was, hell no, I don't want to do that. But inside my spirit was like, yes, this is my yeah. call. I, I know it. I, I know this, the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my, my experience was always love and peace. At the same time, <laughs> I was they were trying to teach me separation. Yeah. So it was like all, all the way that first five, six, seven years of my life, um, really the new life with God and trying to understand who he was and who he wanted to be in my life. You know, my experience was, it was, it met with what I read in the Bible but it didn't come in line to what I was being taught about the Bible mm-hmm. or being taught about the Bible. And so for me, there was always this, um, it was just a conundrum. You know, I, I didn't really understand. And then as I started to learn more in seminary, when I got my call to become a pastor and learning how the, you know, scriptures were put together, you know, by men and, you know, I think it's super important for us to understand that, you know, all the books, you know, specifically, you know, the New Testament written by the inspiration of God. Well, inspiration is not God cannot he can't break our free will. He can't he can't come in and make us do something. So there is no way when people say this is the literal word of God. It's an interpretation of a thing that God showed men um, because if it was the literal word, him telling you, you got to write this this way specifically, then that's breaking free will. God can't do that. That's his biggest law. So it's all interpretation. And so when 
I kind of found out, you know, as they're telling us, you know, how do you interpret scripture? Um, and it's funny because I remember that class, the very first line in our class was anytime you try to interpret the word of God, you fail. And I remember asking the professor, then what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Why are we trying to interpret this when right here you're telling me I can't do it? Yeah. And I don't remember what his answer was, but whatever it was, it never sat well with me because I just remember, right, you're telling me. And, and I believe that. But at the same time, that's a lie. Yeah. Because if the Spirit dwells in us, we know the truth. And we can interpret God's Word. Yeah. The, the, the true Word of God. Yeah. What, what He's telling us. We, we can interpret that. He wouldn't tell us. He wouldn't give it to us if we can't figure it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so again, it's it's mankind getting in there, and and really, you know, the king when the King James version came out, the whole thing was to control the masses for King James. Um, you know, there was a bunch of crap going on in Rome at that time, and he needed to get a foothold, you know, on his people. And so he had this book translated in English, and you know, so they were going to preach it and tell people exactly what they thought and what they thought was that you got to give us your money <laughs> so we could pray for you. Right. And the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And the only way to get to Jesus Christ is coming to our church, the yeah. Roman Catholic church. And in that really the whole separation movement is, is where it bloomed and grew. Um, and so, you know, when, when I think of that, I, I just, it's amazing to me that that's, that's been a cattle and that has just continued to grow and grow and grow through the ages, yeah. you know, as mankind continues to get in there and they continue to bring in new ideas and they just start talking about purgatory or, uh, Jesus second coming. And I mean, just all these different things that were never, ever taught. They were not the teachings of Christ. Right. And all of a sudden they start, introducing this new doctrine and people just run with it. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like um, the whole idea of evolution, you know, when that idea came up, you know, uh, what was his name? Uh, was it Darwin? Darwin? Yeah. Darwin. He, he wrote this, he wrote the piece, his idea of evolution. And <laughs> he knew somebody that owned the, I think it was in London or England, wherever, um, at the time he was. He, he knew one of the owners of the newspaper. They actually printed his article. And within a year, there was his book was put in the educational system. Right. Without any peer review science. Without, I mean, there was nothing that went along. And I'm not saying it's real or it's not real. I don't have a no. freaking clue. Um but the idea was it was one man's idea. He knew the right guy to get it in a paper, to get exactly. it out into the public, <laughs> right? And then within a very short period of time, all of a sudden it was being taught in schools. Yes. Um, you know, so that's how it works, mm -hmm. right? You know, so that that's why we got to question everything. And that that's why I'm always asking people, you know, you got to, why do you believe what you believe? And, you know, for me, it's like our heart will always be our best gauge. Yes. Um, because if your experience that you are living doesn't parallel, if, if the Bible is, is 
is your home book. You know, it's the one you're trying to live your life by. If your life does not, your experience does not emulate the words that you're reading, then something's wrong. Yeah. And so if, meaning that if your experience is you're living your life in fear mm-hmm. of God or just in fear, period, right? then you're not reading it right. You know, if if you're living your life um, where it's a service to self, you're not living it right, you know, um, or according to the scriptures, you know, you're getting things backed up. So it's like, so for me, my experience, the first time I read scripture was love. And so that's how I've always, my experience through with the Bible has always been, been that way. And when anytime anyone tries to, uh, turn that around, this, my bullshit meter goes off. Yeah. Because I know that I know that was never my experience. And, you know, the, our experiences are the things that God gives us. <laughs> you know, you got to have your experience, right? Yeah. Because that, that's how you know your truth. <clears throat> and, you know, so if it counters <clears throat> your, your experience of, of life or what you want it to be, then you got to start asking questions. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that um, I, I we may have talked about this in a previous episode of the separation um, between you and the Christ of your understanding, the oneness of yes. the Christ of your understanding, and um, you know that is exactly what you know. There are truths in the Bible. Yes, there, there absolutely are. Just like there are truths in. You know, whatever it is that you're, whether it's the law one, the, the, the course of miracles, whatever that is, there's truths in all of that. Um, but we're not, um, well, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that if you, you know, read the Bible every day or whatever that you're, you know, wrong or any of that, because I don't believe that. I believe, you know, that that is a, that's a great thing because I know the things that I do every day to get into that connection with the oneness of Christ um, works for me. Is it reading the Bible every day? Nope. It's not. And I'll be completely honest with you. I haven't even opened a Bible probably um, in at least a year, almost a year. And I know people are, you know, if you're listening to this and you're one of my, you know, Christian friends, you're like, oh my gosh, you're going to hell. And that right there is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Because that right there keeps you separated. Because you are not, we've been taught to believe that you gotta, you know, do things the right way, have the perfect house, have the perfect this, everything has to look good, everything, you know, you got to have the the best car, the best, you know, all these things, which keeps us separated, because we are so focused on gaining more things, that we are no longer connected to the oneness of Christ. And we're constantly comparing ourselves to everybody else. Absolutely. And, you know, um, when we started, you know, just simplifying our life and, you know, really started focusing on, you know, because we have experienced the oneness of Christ um, while we were, you know, 
in the church and, you know, following all the rules and doing all the things, you know, we still do all of those things. What we do in our life today is the exact same that we were doing, except for we're not following the rules of Christianity, fundamentalist Christianity. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and, and here's the thing. It's, excuse me, it's kind of ironic, but when, um, dang it, excuse me, I uh, received my call from God. It was the very first thing he told me was you're going to cast out demons. And I remember and heal people. You know, you will lay hands on people and you'll pray for them and they'll be healed. And I remember going home and getting on my computer and I started researching, you know, how in the hell do I cast out demons? Mm. And, you know, I'm looking and, and really, you know, the only thing you can really find is, is all the Catholic stuff, you know, it's all the ritual stuff. And I remember reading this stuff, you know, and it's, it all goes along with all the stupid movies we grew all, all grew up watching, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking this just can't, you know, what the hell God, you know, really, this is what you want me to do. And he said, no, you already know how to do that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And, you know, there had been a time where I was attacked by a demon. And, you know, I did not believe in Jesus Christ. He was not my Lord, my Savior, not even close to it. He was some random guy I heard people talk about. But that night when that thing attacked me and everything I did or nothing or everything I did was not working, um, the last thing that came out of my mouth was Jesus saved me. Guess what? Jesus saved me from that demon that night. And, and God told me straight up, all you need <laughs> to do is utter the words of my son. And, you know, a, I don't know, a couple years after that, mm -hmm. a little bit after that, we started, we got hooked up with another couple and, um, they were intercessors and I remember talking to Vern and star and asking them, you know, how, you know, how do you guys do this? What do you do? You know, and do we got to do, do we, do we got to have the pair of beads and, you know, the oil and the, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I remember Vern just laughing and he's like, Jim, all you need is the authority of Jesus Christ, you know, yeah. and, and the belief. Right. And, and, and so I, I don't know, you know, people say you have to believe, but you know, I didn't believe, <laughs> when i cried out to christ and he still came so you know i don't i don't really buy into the whole faith thing i i, I think that it is a good thing i think there is definitely power in it but i don't think it's necessary necessarily for god to work um so just just saying all that stuff it's like we are programmed you know you're taught you have to do it all this way if you don't do it this way it will not work I call bullshit on all of it because Julie and I have both experienced the spiritual realm and the power, the word of Jesus is hands down the strongest thing that we've ever had in doing all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I remember Julie calling me out one time when I was praying for somebody and God came and there was healing done. And, and she said, so was that Jesus that did that or was that you that did that? And I remember really being angry at first, not at her. And, well, now I know because it challenged my belief system mm -hmm. that 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 was where my anger came from. And because I didn't think that, you no, know, it wasn't me. My answer was it was God, right? It's the Holy Spirit. Well, truthfully, if the Spirit of God is in me, 
then it was me. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So we all have that same power to heal. You know, now I think when we heal for other people or pray for other people, God get, you know, the, the miracle is going to be what it's going to be between God and that individual. You know, what are their, you know, well, yeah, I, I want to say beliefs. What are their experiences, right? It's a God of their understanding. It so, is. So, you know, is. whether you call it Jesus, Buddha, M- Muhammad, whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, using crystals, using sage, whatever that is, using your rosary, using, you know, all of those things, whatever that is, one, you know, we pray over you, then you and the Christ of your understanding, of course, you know, we pray specifically to Jesus, but you know, one day for me, mm-hmm. it, it varies. You exactly. know, one day, you know, I call Jesus, Jesus. One day it's Christ. One day it's um, Father. One day it's Goddess. One day it's just Creator or Source or Universe exactly. or whatever. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> nothing no. Nothing means nothing. <laughs> well, it doesn't because it's, it's coming from your heart. Yeah. And, and words, words mean nothing. Yes. Right. And so think about that in your prayer life. Right. I mean, is it Jesus tells us don't sit there on the corner and keep rambling on words in front of everybody to be saying, you know, that you're praying to God. He's, I don't, God doesn't even hear. It doesn't even saying, matter. Right. It doesn't matter. You're better off going inside a closet where no one can see you and just saying, thank you, Lord, for this day. You know, so it's, you know, the words don't matter, gang. It's, it's your intention. Yes. And, and it's your heart. It really is. And it's just because understanding the, the oneness. Just because of the oneness, right? So we have to basically stop looking at ourselves as separate from from God, from source, from creator. And we, one another. And one another, right? Because when you start to actually look at yourself with oneness in Christ, and then you start to think about doing the same to your spouse, to your children, whatever the case is. You would never speak to your child, your spouse, your best friend, any of those people, the way you speak to yourself. Exactly. And you would never speak that way to Christ. Right. So, how can there not be a oneness? Yeah, exactly. You know, and we are programmed to believe in the going back to the unveiling of the lies of religion we are uh, taught to believe that there is separation from god when there really is not exactly um you know i remember hearing a while back that as soon as as soon as you buy the lies you know or as soon as you step into the separation i mean and that, that's what we're all taught is the separation. There's us down here on earth. God and the angels are in heaven, you know, and blah, 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 blah. There's Satan everything. Is Satan is down, hell. you know, underneath, you know. And um, As soon as you start to buy that, then they're, they're still in our power. Absolutely. You know, and they, you know, the reason they came against Christ so bad is it wasn't because God sent him here to die on this planet to save all humanity and or and or only those that have confessed the name of Jesus Christ. Um, which, you know, if you really think about it, it's kind of 
weird to think, you know, how can people believe in something that happened 2000 years ago enough that it would actually save your life? That doesn't make sense Mm -mm. to me. It it never did make sense to me. Um, But if we look at it in the way that Jesus came to demonstrate a way for us to live our lives so that we can have a oneness with God, then that I can buy into, right? Absolutely. And when I read the words, Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life, well, if I pause and think that he is saying, I am, that's God's name is I am. God is the way. I am is the truth. God is the truth. I am. It's the life. God is the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way through him is through the Son. The only way through him is being like the Son. Yes. To fully become God, then that makes sense mm-hmm. to me. It's all about understanding our oneness mm-hmm. with God, not the separation between us. Yes. And thinking that we have to have a mediator. We, we don't, don't have to have a mediator because we are the mediator. And I do have to say, without, I know people are going to know, but I'm not even going to call it out. But it was actually taught for many years. Nobody else was supposed to read the Bible. Oh, well, Only certain people well, were it, allowed. And it, like I said, I wasn't going to call any specific. Well, it was Martin Luther was the one that came out and said, you know, it, we got to transcribe this. Because it was all Latin. It was the Catholic Church. I'll call them out, babe. I don't mind. Um, that's how it was. You know, um, you, your eyes can't sit on these holy words. You're not good enough. You have to take uh, the lessons, you know, from the Pope specifically, you know, or the Cardinal or whoever was, you know, reading that day. And, and you had to believe what they were telling you. Well, Martin Luther jacked everything up when he said no. You know, this needs to be written in a form that everybody can read it for themselves. And what did they do to that guy? Do you know, babe? I'm pretty certain they killed him. And you know why? Because the church kills everybody (laughs) that comes out with a different um, ideology than they have. That shit ought to tell you something right there. And I just would like to make a correlation, not to make this political, but... Sure, a lot of deaths going on when people call shit out these days. <laughs> Not much has changed, right? Not much has changed. And they're all ran by the same people anyways. But anyways, that's a different subject. But um, it, it really goes to show, you know, that um, control. They, The Vatican has hid so many secrets and, and stuff over the years. Um, it's just, it's nuts. It's, yeah. it's really nuts. And, and, the, and that's given them, you know, the power. Over the people. It's the only way they've been able to. It is the only way that they've been able to to do that, you know. So, anyhow, that's a totally different subject. That is. So, so back to, you know, I I think it's just super important. I'm going to ask again, you know, why do you believe what you believe? And if it's because someone told you something, um, I would challenge you to find out yourself don't believe people just because they tell you our own kids do that as teenagers and as children you know when they get to a certain age you know they we at a certain age we all start questioning things right and what do our parents tell us yeah because i told you because i told you so because i'm your parent (laughs) i did it to my own goddamn children and i look back and go man yeah you know i should have listened because there was some times where they they told me 
they questioned some of our decisions and you know we would get mad because they were probably freaking right they probably were right yes you know and then they become just as brainwashed as we do at some point they do And, and we all are right you know so the i think the whole secret you know to life specifically right now is deprogramming ourselves yeah and uh and it's hard you know because it's went on you know you're like me you know you have 58 years of <sighs> crap you're trying to <laughs> yeah you're trying to get rid of and and, it, and it's funny how you know as deprogrammed as you think you are you know julie and i were sitting down the other day you know we're coming up with a new website for you guys and uh, we're super excited about it, and it's going to be awesome and amazing. And we have actual real professionals helping us <laughs> setting it up. So it's going to take us to the next step, baby. And uh, but at the same time, we're kind of come up with things, and it's just all the old programming. Yep, just freaking come flooding, flooding back. And we're looking at it, and it, inside, I was just laughing to myself, like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, you know, how does that happen? And, and we recognized it, and, and we changed things and got it set to where it needed to be, I think, you know. Um, but that's just, that's how it works, right? So the whole thing about it is, and like that day specifically, we listened to our heart was saying, yeah. hey, guys, yeah, you know, you got to rethink this, yeah, right? Because you're going right back, you know, and um, it's human nature, maybe, you know, go back to things that are comfortable, Um because it's hard to live in that uncomfortable state for us of not knowing and relearning and, and trusting, you know, and, and not, you know, here's the thing. So people, everyone's to trust in God, right? You got to trust in God, trust in God, trust in God. Well, how about this? What happens if you can trust yourself? Mm. You're trusting God. Exactly. If I'm <laughs> trusting myself, then I'm trusting God. So mm. instead of always going somewhere else, maybe the real answers are within. And we need to search within ourselves instead of outside of ourselves. Yeah. And that's not to say that, <clears throat> excuse me, that's not to say that it's not okay to, you know, uh, do your own research, do your own education, you know, all that kind of no, stuff. It's... And, and, you know, in the case of the website, for instance, ask for help because we all are given uh, gifts and, um, you know, we could have, we, we, we had a couple, you know, but we wanted it. One, it frustrates me. Computers frustrate me. I don't do technology well. I hate it. Um, and so it is not my gift. No, and mine either. to love my neighbor as myself is to allow my neighbor to use their gift. Exactly. And that means that if I can take the pressure off of myself and love myself enough mm-hmm. to say, you don't deserve to have that kind of stress or frustration in your and life. Why do you want to put yourself through it? <laughs> but you can bless your neighbor by allowing them to do that. Yes. Exactly. So if hiring someone to help you build that website or whatever it is that you're trying to do benefits that to, for you to love yourself, then that is exactly what you are supposed to do. Exactly. Um, that's, you know, we're not, we're not made to do everything, no. you know, 
And if you're looking at human design as a manifesting generator, I feel like I am made to do everything. But <laughs> right. the reality is, is that I'm not. <laughs> no. And it is coming into alignment to, you know, know and understand that, you know, the way I love my neighbor is to uh, hire them or allow them to help me in the areas that I need to, yeah. to love myself. We all need to do um, somewhere back in all the Christian leadership stuff that I did. There was a quote, I don't even remember who it was, uh, said that we should all, as a leader or in, in your life, do only the things that only you can do. Mm-hmm. If there's something else that somebody else can do, you should not be doing it. Exactly. Get them to do it. Yes. Hand it off, hand it away, give it away, give it away, give it away. And only focus on the things that only you can do. Yeah. Um, that was probably one of the, the biggest things um, in reading through all the stuff in 15 years of education and leadership and stuff that, that really stuck with me. Yeah, I remember actually experiencing that in our church because um, at one point we didn't have anybody that was gifted to you know work with kids. And so we just didn't have a kids program. And I remember that kind of threw some of our leaders up in arms. We got to have a kids program. We got to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, we can't. There is nobody that's gifted enough to, to, ha- to run that ministry. And so right now, I believe that God does not want exactly. that child's ministry. That means the children came to church yeah. with us. We're going old school, baby. You know, we, but, but I think, you know, and then we were blessed with we were. people that mm-hmm. could, you know, do kids ministry and it, yep. and it was great. Um, so, you know, that's another example of it is making sure that, you know, you are when you are in oneness with Christ in oneness with your the God of your understanding. You know what your gifts are. You do. And you know what your desires are. And you have to stick to those because when you do not. Then. You're just giving into, you know, the the programming of, you know, society of, well, you got to do all things. Well, no, you don't. No, well, and what else is it? It directly affects your body. Absolutely. Right? Your I mean, mind. It, your everything. mind, it brings stress. And, everything. And, and if, if, if you step into a position, you're doing whatever it is, um, just because you, you can, but it's not your gifting. If you're there then you're keeping somebody that's actually gifted to do that spot from getting in there and doing that very thing, which would, believe it or not, probably be doing it better than you or better than me. Yeah. You know, and so it is super, super important. You know, we got to know those things about ourselves. Yeah, we do. And you you got to sit down and be honest. You got to be honest, you know, with yourself and um, all of those things. It's like, you know, when we went, you know, got into recovery, started changing our lives, you know, we were doing all these programs and all these things to stay connected and you know um all this stuff started a church you became a pastor we started a church we did those things don't they don't they don't make who we are but they don't define us their experiences that we had but the reality and the problem was is that there was pieces of each one of those things that were hit our desired place they did with oneness with christ yes but it was not continuous oneness with Christ because it was not our desire. Now we are doing ministry our way and the way that Christ called us as a couple 
to do it, which was yeah. never to be defined by the walls. Exactly. Which, you know, and I think that it's important to understand, too, that, you know, everything, life is fluid. <laughs> everything changes. Nothing remains the same. And, um, but we all have to have, we all have to have a foundation of belief and, or faith, whatever, maybe for me, my foundation began with experience, which was very beneficial. Yeah. I mean, when looking back now, (laughs) it is so much better to have experience before faith than faith before experience, because then you spend your whole life trying to get the experience to match up to your faith. And, and some people in chasing that don't ever get it. No. You know, because it's impossible because you're being taught the separation. Yep. And in the separation, you will never have what you were created to have. Absolutely. So, um, so that, well, always brings me back to, you know, does your experience match your, your faith or your, or your beliefs? And, and so we're not here to, you know, necessarily, um, bad mouth or, you know, debunk, you know, the Bible or anything like that. It's just like any other book. People will read it and interpret it in a way that they want to use it so they can manipulate other people, which is pretty much which the majority of the church has done over the last 2,000 years. So, you know, I read the Bible and I read God's love and I can interpret it in a way that makes it meaningful to my life today. Um, That's how God talks to me through scripture. It's I'm blessed that way. Um, but he also uses it for when I am reading like uh, the law of one I read. I'm reading the Course of Miracles now. Um, any other book, uh, spiritual book, we've been reading some pretty enlightening. Yes. Spiritual starseed, you know, I mean, all kinds of cool books. And I read those and a lot of people will read them in the manner of how can I read this to debunk the Bible or how can I read this? and have the Bible debunked, right? It's all about, it's got to be this, or it's got to be that. It can't be both. Um, but when I read them, <laughs> and, and this, this, this is a God thing, because when I'm reading it, God gives me scriptures that correlate to the other book that I'm reading. Um, and so for me, it's like, it edifies both. It edifies the total message. Right. That the law of one is talking solely about the oneness we're all created mm-hmm. to be equal. You know, we are the same. We all are God. And, you know, I, I think actually that book really helped me to understand the one, the Christ oneness yeah. that we have. It, it really did. It put everything that Jesus said in the Bible, it brought all that to fruition, you know, in my yeah. mind. So it, it all, it all match. Yeah. It all matches, you know? So it's, it's, I just say that to, you know, to say that, all this other stuff, the other writings that are out there, the, you know, the, the lost, the Dead Sea Scrolls, people were being murdered for having, why would the new church murder people for having these books? Because they didn't want maybe the truth to come out, right? <laughs> you know, or a different ideology, maybe, you know, and so if you can get your hand, you can, anyone, you can, you guys, I think it's a Catholic encyclopedia online or Catholic history online something like that you can go on and they've got all the dead sea scrolls um they might not be on there now since yeah, all knows. this stuff has happened in the last couple of years but uh 
years ago when I was doing <laughs> seminary, they were all on there. And you can actually go to Google and find any of the Dead Sea Scrolls now. So, um, and and you can get some of these alternate. It's not necessarily an alternative ideology. It's a different perspective. It well, shows it's... all of them show a oneness with Christ. Yeah. That's why they did not want anybody yeah. reading them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that I wish there was a way for me to explain this thought that's going through my head um, or this, I don't know, maybe it's a vision. I don't, I really don't know, but um, explain it in a sense that, you know, I know that whoever's listening to this, there's at least one person that's going to, you know, hear, you know, what we're saying and, you know, from the very beginning that has been you know our mission yeah um yes. is to just speak the truth that christ wants us to speak and in the world that we live in today that can be so scary because if you allow it to to control sure. you because um you know we're so worried about you know what other people think uh you know what the crowd the church crowd thinks of us now because we're no longer a part of the church in itself sure. um you know or whatever but we are a part of the church um and still and it just may look different than that programmed exactly. separated life i guess yeah and so we're we're just so worried about speaking those things out loud because you know everyone around us judges immediately right. sure and but when when we don't do that we get sucked into that world very yeah. easily we can um yes. because it separates us immediately from yeah. christ exactly um and you know we need to as a collective stop you know judging people for the things that they say or mm -hmm. the, the the ways that they act or you know whatever that is because you know people hurt people hurt people yep and when i think when we actually truly understand that and you have that oneness with christ you end up having this unconditional love mm -hmm. for whoever's hurting you you do and then when you have that love you have the compassion because you know it has nothing to do with you exactly it's all them it's all them mm -hmm. and you know that could take us into a deeper rabbit hole sure, of sure, them sure. us yeah, yeah, you know all the yeah. things right we are all connected yeah we are all connected and when you have one, one bad seed in the bunch, mm -hmm. you have separation, exactly. you know, and, and, and it doesn't stop at, you know, one little thing. It, it is a huge collective as a world, as a, as, yes. as a planet, we are a collective and, and it goes, it trickles down and it then brings us down to our relationship with Christ. Exactly. And, you know, we've got in our own family, you know, we've got separation right now. Exactly. And, you know, it, it sucks. It hurts when I look at it from that human perspective um, and that human mind. 
Yeah. But when I look at it from the oneness of Christ, I can't help but love and just have compassion because hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I think that, uh, yeah, you can always go back to the Apostle Paul. You know, he gives us a really good definition of what love is. And, you know, it does not hate, it does not anger, it does not hold grievances, you know, it's, it's unconditional. And so anytime we get into a position of wanting to defend or lash out or act out, and, and it always comes back to fear and anger, right? It's the ego trying to protect itself. Anytime we start to go there, then all of a sudden we're not in love anymore. Mm. And so if we remain in the, the frequency of love, then eventually, hopefully, you know, well, number one, it, it keeps us in our peace, right? What's going on around us doesn't matter because it's not happening to me, you know, right. it's, and that's, that's the separation, you know, I mean, we, we take everything on as a physical thing that's happening to me. Well, it's not physical. No. It's a thought. Well, if it's a thought, then it's not even real. Right. <laughs> you know, which is a whole other subject, too. Right. That's <laughs> you know, a whole other rabbit hole. We, we won't even go down there. Right? It's all meaningless. <clears throat> and, you know, and so, for instance, you know, we're reading this new book, The Course of Miracles. And the first, like, four uh, lessons. lessons have all been looking at things as everything being meaningless. Yeah. Not know, meaning it, anything. It, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And yesterday, I'm reading through the lesson and stuff, and, you know, and I just, all of a sudden, you know, what clicks for me is Ecclesiastes, King David speaks, or, or uh, Solomon spends a whole freaking book talking about everything is meaningless, meaningless. <laughs> as if they're soap bubbles, you know? Yep. And so, and there's that correlation between scripture and this other holy book, you know? Um it, that's just how it works for me. And and in the end, everything is meaningless. The only thing, and what he says in the end, the only thing that matters is love. You know, and he uses, you know, and to fear God, you know, enjoy your day as it is and fear God. Um, but it's not looking at God in fear as what we would, what the Roman Catholic Church would teach you. It is looking at God in awe and reverence, yeah. you know, instead. So, yeah, Absolutely. That's good stuff. Well, I think we did pretty good for our second take, babe. Not bad, babe. Boom! I think it's even better. So, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> we thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on a regular basis. And, oh. you know, if you're just catching us, maybe this is your first one or whatever. You know, we've got more, I was going to say simpler podcasts, like introduction type podcasts. Yes. Um, I guess, um, Introduction. yeah, for you who to we are, to, who we are, are, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, if you resonate with this, I mean, obviously you were led here by spirit yep. to listen and whether you've been listening first time listener or whatever, um, we're just so grateful, you know, for you for just hanging out with us always. And, um, you can subscribe, like our pay or like our podcast, make sure you get, you know, your updates every time we post a new one 
um, <clears throat> you know, share this, share it with people. Sure. Don't Talk be afraid. It. You know, if, if you hear this, you know, thing deep down inside of you and it says, I need, you know, share this with so-and-so share it. Don't be afraid. Share it. Yep. Um, because you have no idea the blessing that you could be stopping for somebody exactly. else. Exactly. And not to say that, you know, Oh, you know, it's the Jim and Julie show, whatever. No, this no. is, you know, God, Jesus talking, Christ, um, speaking what he wants spoken. Exactly. Um, universe source, whatever you want to call it. And so, um, we would love for you to share. Um, if you have questions or comments or, you know, whatever that you're just like you want to send a message that says y'all are freaking crazy and weird please do it, do it. by do all it. means please do don't be afraid to speak your truth don't be afraid to share with us or ask us questions um we want to talk about those questions on our podcast exactly. so you can do that by sending an email to seed of hope 329 at gmail.com um <clears throat> and you can also find us on instagram at seed of hope soul coaching um, follow us and send us a private message there too as well yes. um, because we would we would love to you know answer your question um, yep. on the podcast and plus it gives us more things to talk about it does you know and it, it it's our audience we we want to talk about <laughs> what you want to hear about exactly, so exactly we don't know what you want to hear about unless you tell us unless you tell us so um, please please send us some questions and um, we do have a Facebook page, Seed of Hope, uh, Life Coaching, uh, on, on Facebook. We post on there, whatever that page could be built up, but everybody's moving from Facebook anyway. So, um, who knows, you know, where, where will this will take us, you know, exactly. Um, from there, but anyhow, we would just love for you to hang out with us for a little while and, um, check us out. And sometimes it takes two or three episodes before you're like, yay or nay, you know, yep. so um give us some feedback and exactly. uh, you know we just we love you guys and we're just so grateful um that you even took the time out of your day today to listen to us so uh that's it that's it peace out peace guys out. love, love you. you bye bye